0: game. Hi, I'm Kelsa Dickey, the CEO of the Financial Coach Academy and my financial coaching business, Fiscal Fitness Phoenix. My coaching journey began more than a decade ago with me helping people for free from my dining room table. What was once a little business of mine has grown into a seven-figure company that employs a team of people. My goal is simple, to help you fall more and more in love with financial coaching. I believe financial coaching is the most rewarding way to make a living. If you are an aspiring financial coach or have been coaching for years, I'm here to help you create a business you love that gets your clients massive results. Let's get to it. All right, financial coach. I am super excited for this episode. I think it is going to be insightful and hopefully a game changer for you. Today, we are going to explore the key decisions you'll be facing on your way to six figures as a financial coach. Now, this is a continuation from episode 14. So if you haven't yet listened to that episode, you'll want to pause and come back to this one after you've done so. In this episode, you are on your way to six figures. What we're really talking about here are those first three phases from the last episode. Phase one, I'm thinking about becoming a coach. Phase two, I'm ready to become a financial coach. And phase three, I'm coaching, but not consistently. So we're going to dive in and explore each one of these. Let's start with phase one. I'm thinking about becoming a financial coach. Here's how you know if you're in phase one. Chances are you're just exploring what it might look like to be a financial coach. You're in the research phase. You might be helping friends or family members, but in a more laid back sort of fashion, but you're enjoying it. You don't see yourself as a financial coach yet and you haven't told anyone of this idea you have or if you've told someone, it's probably just a couple of close friends. You might even be wondering what people would say or think if you told them. You may still be making good progress on your own personal financial journey. You might be paying down debt yourself and while you feel motivated to help people experience sort of the same epiphany that you've had on your financial journey, you're also questioning if you need to be further Along with money to be qualified, right? You enjoy managing your money and you think it's fun. You geek out on this stuff. You're asking yourself if you need more knowledge on personal finances. You've probably questioned if learning more about personal finance should be your first step. The answer is no. At this stage, you don't know where to start as a financial coach might not even feel certain that you totally know what a financial coach does, um, although I certainly hope that this podcast is helping you with that. There's more you don't know than what you do know at this stage. And since that can be really overwhelming, if you're not careful and if you don't find support or action-oriented guidance to move forward, you could just stay right here and never move off of this phase. So if this is where you're at, here's what I want you to do. I want you to lean into our various communities so that you can surround yourself with other coaches, learn more about the profession, talk with them, hear what they do every day, how they're helping clients, and just dip your toe in, wrap your brain around it. That's what I want you to do. Also consider purchasing the financial coaching playbook. It's less than 40 bucks on Amazon, Walmart.com, Bartons and Noble. There's an ebook version on our website. And also start telling people that you are a financial coach. Practice calling yourself a financial coach. Look in the mirror and call yourself a financial coach because the sooner your identity embraces the idea, the easier taking action will be. So that is phase one. I'm thinking about becoming a financial coach. Next up is phase two. I'm ready to become a financial coach. And if you remember from episode 14, this is the scariest phase of the five. In this stage, you probably desire and know that you want to be a Financial coach, whether that's part time or full time, does not really matter. Some people continue to work their full time jobs and launch their businesses on the side. That is the majority of people who enroll in the Financial Coach Academy. And I think it's just the majority of people who call themselves a financial coach when they first start. Again, we like stability, we like security, we like things to sort of be planned out a couple of steps out. So, this idea of like, you know, launching your business. You know, without a job can feel really scary. Now, some people do decide to go all in in that way and take that leap right when they first start. They do oftentimes get up to speed relatively quickly because they have to, right? But both are great options. One is not better than the other. It's whichever one is best for you. At this stage, you probably worry about things when it comes to coaching, like how to charge for it, or am I going to have to take money from family and friends, and if so, that's going to feel yucky, or I'm worried about being salesy, or what people are going to think. You've probably researched a ton if you're in this phase. You might even feel overwhelmed with everything there is to know and do, so you're not sure what more you could read or take in. And yet still, even though you feel like you know so much and you're not even sure what more to learn, the next step feels scary because you know you have to take action next. There's no more research to do. If you want to do this, you've got to do this. And here's the thing. Here's why ultimately this is the scariest phase because if you're in phase two, you have to invest as a financial coach. In order to invest... As a financial coach, you have to see yourself as a financial coach. You have to believe, I am a financial coach, I'm doing this thing, right? And that can be really terrifying. This is when you're probably starting to realize that you're going to invest one way or the other. You're going to invest time or you're going to invest money and more likely than not, a little bit of both. You can choose to try and figure all of this out on your own, which might take longer, and it probably will be more frustrating because progress is going to be slower. You're going to experience fewer wins, not to mention you're going to experience slower results as well, or you could invest into something like the Financial Coach Academy, which requires a financial investment, but then it gives you all of the tools and resources and coaching that you need to launch your business and grow your business and essentially become a successful financial coach. But in this phase, that's the decision you're sort of facing. Like, do I just keep going at this, investing my time and effort, nights and weekends after work possibly, Or am I gonna invest my money and try to shortcut that time and really launch the business faster? That's the decision that you have at hand. It feels probably at this stage like you're bubbling over a little bit. Maybe that's with anticipation or fear or even some excitement, but it sort of feels like at some point you've gotta do something, right? And that is phase two. I'm ready to become a financial coach. Like I was saying, where phase two is the scariest phase, phase three is actually the hardest phase. Phase three is I'm coaching, but not consistently. So in this phase, you have a few clients, maybe even a handful of them. You're actually making money as a financial coach, so that feels good, but it may or may not feel like a lot of money to you. It doesn't really matter how much it is. It's the fact that like you've got some coming in as a financial coach. Chances are you're spending a lot of time between two main roles at this phase, building the business and attracting clients. So you're doing things behind the scenes with like scheduling softwares maybe or designing handouts or doing some social media stuff, but you're also focusing on attracting clients which is like marketing and trying to get clients to work with you, right? You're not spending nearly as much time actually coaching clients, and that feels a little odd. You question if you can really call yourself a financial coach if you only have one to two clients, and sometimes you feel like a fraud, like I was saying before uh, in a previous episode, fraud and feeling like a fraud, this idea of like, oh my God, you know the doubts that we have about being a fraud it 's actually the big brother to imposter syndrome so first, if you think about it earlier, you kind of wondered if you had it what it takes to Coach anyone, like, do I need to learn more? Do I need to take a personal finance course? Right. That's imposter syndrome, feeling like I can't do this or I don't know if I can do this. Then you get a few clients. So you're actually doing it. And then you wonder, am I really a financial coach? If I only have a few clients. So there is it, this can be a legit fear. So I'm not trying to minimize it at all, but it's like this fear that. Someone's going to find out that you're calling yourself a financial coach, but you really only have like a handful of clients and like, oh my gosh, like what if they find out that this isn't going as easy as I wish it was or what I thought it would be? Or like, am I painting this picture that like, I've got this all figured out when really you experience a lot of self-doubt at this stage for sure. And that can make you feel like a fraud. This phase is hard. You are going to question if you made the right decision at this phase. You are probably in hustle mode. There's still more you don't know than maybe what you do know. You still feel very new and very green. And it seems every week there's something else you realize you don't know. Your marketing and client attraction at this phase also feels really hard. You're unsure of yourself and you're trying new or different ways of doing things or how you're saying things, what you're putting out there. And I remember going to networking meetings at this phase and like saying something and just thinking to myself like oh my God, Kelso, that was so terrible. Note to self, like, do not say what that, it, it in that way ever again. Like, don't do it kind of thing. But mind you, I'm thinking that to, in my head, but I'm what I'm doing is I'm actually displaying like confidence or this like, oh, I totally know what I'm doing kind of attitude. Right. But really internally I am like, oh my God, oh my God, I just screwed that up so bad. Right. And again, that's where those feelings of fraud can come from. Cause we feel a little bit inauthentic, if you will. Right. It feels like everybody else has it figured out except for us. It also requires a lot of trial and error at this phase. And I know some of you are probably listening right now. You're hearing me talk about this phase and you're thinking, Oh my God, yes, I am in this phase. And if that is you, you are in the thick of it. It is so hard, phase three. I see you. I was you. The self-doubt and frustration or exhaustion is something fierce at this stage. In other words, things probably feel unstructured, inefficient, not streamlined. They probably feel super clunky. And you might have this goal of like leaving a corporate job, right? Or some, you know, nine to five type of job, but your business may not feel solid or stable enough to do that yet. So there's probably no steady stream of prospects. So that makes it even harder or even scarier to like actually have this idea of like leaving a stable job because that doesn't feel possible at all. Like this doesn't feel like firm enough, right? It feels like you're still winging it quite a bit. You're probably also spending too much time on busy work at this phase. Things like working on your website or posting things on social media that feel more safe or, you know, like you're not going to rock the boat. They're not super bold, right? And you might also not be doing anything consistently in this phase. You're could be hopping around between a variety of tasks or projects, maybe not feeling totally confident in any of them. And this is the ultimate trap that you're going to find yourself in. You're not taking strong or bold enough action. You're not taking consistent action. And the reason that's happening is because we're not really sure what we need to be doing to move the needle at this phase. And so then we don't go all in on any of the things that we're actually trying. So then, of course, we don't you know, actually see results from those things or they don't work, but that's not because they're not going to, they're not ultimately going to work. It's because we're not doing them consistently, right? Like we're maybe not even doing them right. And that creates a very vicious cycle a feeling like we're working really hard, but not gaining any traction. And if this is you, if you, are listening to me talk right now. And you're thinking, Oh my God, she is totally talking to me. She's describing me right now. I want more clients. I feel like I am having a hard time getting more clients. I feel like more clients would really help you know, me to not feel like a fraud, and I really have to figure out like how to talk about what I do, how to invite people to work with me, all of that, then you need to do the Client Creator Challenge the next time we do it. We run this 90-day challenge every January, so only once per year, and it is exactly what you need if you are in this stage of your business. I am recording this episode in January. We are currently one week into this year's challenge, but this episode doesn't get released until mid-February. So in my timeline right now, in January, we're one week into this year's challenge and the coaches, there's 40 of them have done $24,965 in new client revenue in just one week. This is not payments from like recurring clients or clients who are already in a program or already booked before the challenge started. Those don't count. This is only new clients that are starting that the coaches have attracted and gained and closed since the challenge begun. It's one week and we're already at almost $25,000. Does anybody, the numbers, is $24,965. Does anybody just want to like flub the numbers by like $35 so that it can be like a really round 25,000? Like that's what I want to do. I really want that number to be like a pretty number. Um, But anyway, that number represents $624 per coach on average, and it is only one week. And really quickly, let me just... Coach you through this financially really quickly. It's what I do. I can't help myself. If you are feeling like how I described above, the cost of the Client Creator Challenge is $997. You might be listening to this episode in February. That means you've got 10 months until the next Client Creator Challenge starts. So put $100 away per month starting now and plan to join us in January coach, that's all it is per month. I know you can do that. It will be absolutely worth it. Here's the thing, phase 3 is the hardest phase. You want to get through this phase as quickly as possible, and that means you've got to take focused and bold action on your client attraction efforts. The sooner we figure that piece out, the more steady that whole process becomes, and then you can then focus on the other areas of your business, and it removes so much self-doubt, it removes so much trial and error. It is one of the best things you can do is try and rip this bandaid off as quickly as possible. So those are the stages on your way to six figures. Those are some of the decisions you're going to need to face. Here are the skills that you'll want to develop or the steps that you can take if you are in this area of business growth. Like I said, number one is I want you to start telling people, more people. Start shouting it that you are a financial coach. Begin setting boundaries around your time and energy when it comes to your business. If you only have two hours a day to work on your business, you want those two hours to be as productive and high quality as possible, results oriented. So block off your calendar, shut your door to your office if you have one, ask for support and encouragement from your significant other if you have one, but really try and set those clear boundaries. Surround yourself with other financial coaches pick a date. You can find yourself in information paralysis quickly. And picking a date of when you're going to launch your business, or if you've already launched and you've got a couple of clients, you're in stage three, it might be more of like when I'm going to leave my corporate job, right? Like when I need to get my business to a better place that I feel confident doing that. That's the date that you want to pick. Think about it like um, wedding planning, It's like, once you pick the date, then all of the wedding planning tools out there are like, well, one month before you want to know this and two months before and six months before. And it really helps you to map out the things you need to do. And from there, having that plan laid out in front of you can really help you to take action. You can take much more confident action when you have a date picked. So pick a date. It also helps you ground this idea into a plan. At this stage, another thing you might want to consider is how you're going to invest in yourself as a financial coach. Again, in order to invest in yourself as a financial coach, you've got to see yourself as a financial coach. You've got to believe like, I am a financial coach. I am doing this thing. And I know that is terrifying, but I also know that you can do it. Your clients need to invest in their future when they sign up with coaching. And so do you. So one way that you can motivate yourself in this way is by telling yourself, I'm going to lead by example. I'm going to experience what investing in myself in my future feels like so that I can talk and like hold space for my clients when they are making that decision for themselves. It is time to no longer be passive about your desire to become a financial coach. It's time to back it up with action. If you are in any of these phases, you're going to invest one way or the other, whether that's with time or money, you've got to decide which one of those things you're going to pay with. Okay. Now I also want you to focus on three things. I want you to target your attention on three things if you are in phase three. Number one is your client journey or the experience that you want your clients to have working with you. Make sure that things are set up to deliver a positive experience. This doesn't have to be like really high luxury or anything like that, but just make sure you're thinking about the various touch points. How can I help my client to feel supported and taken care of at each stage of the process? When they sign the contract, when they schedule, their appointments, when you invite them to work with you, all of those types of things coaching doesn't just happen during the coaching sessions. It happens with every step in between too, with your email confirmations that they receive. Literally every step is part of the journey of your clients feeling as if they can trust the process. So I want you to be thinking through those steps. How can you help them to feel more comfortable and confident and even anticipate maybe what some of the questions they may ask are. The second thing that I want you to focus on is your marketing, how people are finding you? What do you want your number one source of clients to be? And try to put as much of your effort into that as possible. And then number three, the thing that I want you to focus on is your selling, how you're inviting people to work with you. I've shared before, I'm going to talk about this in future episodes. We'll give you some prompts and that sort of thing. But this is definitely one of those areas where I had to experience the most growth. I definitely took some sales classes that I did not like. They did not feel, uh, like the selling technique didn't come from a place of integrity for me, which was really important. I wanted to feel good during the sales conversation. Uh, I have since figured that out, but it wasn't without like years of just, you know, a lot of hard growing pains there for sure. So at this phase, in order to get to six figures, what does growth look like? It's messy. It's a lot of refining and tweaking and adjusting and then going back and doing it all over again. So you're always sort of like up-leveling different things and then going back to the beginning and sort of up-leveling a little bit more, right? Um, Growth also looks like at this stage as finding your voice. A lot of the times when I see a newer coach, which I am super excited for them, and I know this is totally normal, I'm not judging, but a lot of the things that get posted are... Um, it's like someone else's wording, or you know you're sort of like, I don't want to say copying because you believe in the philosophy, you believe in the message. so you're not copying for the sake of copying, but you haven't yet found your own voice, your own style of writing or messaging or talking about what you do. And that is really important at this stage to feel as if you have found your way of doing it. okay, And that again is just a journey, and it takes time. Who do you need to become at this phase? You have to become someone who is more bold and more unapologetic about your desire to coach people on their finances. So I want you to lean into that. Ask yourself if you're being bold and unapologetic right now, or if you're being a bit more timid or passive, Uh, you've got to put it out there. And that is a big area of growth for this phase of business. Your goal after listening to this episode is to self-identify where on this journey you are to six figures. Then based on that phase and what I described above, what can you focus on and work on to make progress and reach the next phase? I really hope these episodes don't discourage anyone from this journey. It is a fun ride if you can embrace the growth journey. I hope that by hearing about these phases, you more quickly identify the challenges that you're experiencing. Because here's the thing you're likely to experience these. And the sooner you can pinpoint them, the faster we can work through them, right? And that is why I'm sharing them with you. I spent a ton of time just working really hard, a lot of inner debate, a lot of inner turmoil. I was in my head a lot because I didn't know that what I was experiencing was totally normal for a lot of entrepreneurs. And so that's why I wanted to share these with you. And I love that at Financial Coach Academy, we have programs and offers for each one of these phases. I am really proud of that. Over the years, I have simply asked myself, what did I need to progress through these stages? What ultimately worked for me? Or what do I wish that I would have had available to me when I first started and when I was progressing through these stages? Because a lot of these things, when I started my business as a financial coach 15 years ago, there were no other financial coaches. There were no financial coach mentors. There was nobody to really show me the path. And so... As I have navigated this journey, I've just thought about like, what did I need at this phase? And then I went about creating it for all of you because it's what I love to do. And I truly believe that we need more financial coaches in our world. And so it makes me really proud that we have offerings for each one of these phases. And here's the thing, whether you invest in one of our programs or someone else's, I just hope hope that this helps you determine what to look for based on where you're at and what you need so that you're not investing in the wrong program or the wrong coach. Sometimes we do that. Like We invest in something that's really like three stages ahead of where we really are, and it's too advanced for us, or we're just not there yet. It's not ultimately what we need. And so I hope by reviewing these three stages, you're one, able to self-identify, figure out where your area of focus should be, the type of growth you need to experience. And so then what program or offering is going to satisfy and fulfill those needs. Okay. So we are now to the reflection question part of the episode. At the end of every episode, I give you Something to ponder, something to consider, something to reflect on. Reflection is absolutely taking an action, right? So you can simply reflect on this question. You can journal it out. You can talk about it with another financial coach. But one of the things I absolutely hope you will do is share your answer with me because I do think it helps to deepen our awareness and gain clarity on the things that we talk about on the podcast. So please share with me if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and leave me a comment. Or if you're listening on a podcast, take a screenshot of whatever you're listening to and share that in your stories, tag Financial Coach Academy and type in your answer. These types of things are really great for your audience to know about you. I think this is one example of... You know, sharing a more bold message for yourself, finding your voice, allowing other people to be part of your journey. I think all of these reflection questions should be shared as part of your marketing. And I would just love it if you tagged us in your answer. So here is your question. How will I invest in myself, my future and my growth at this stage of my business? How will I invest in myself, my future and my growth at this stage of my business? I believe financial coaching is the best and most gratifying way to make a living. I truly love what I do. If you're ready to learn and see how to become a profitable, successful financial coach, check us out at financialcoachacademy.com to learn more about our online courses, free trainings, and events. Don't forget, we have a happy hour coming up very soon. As always, I love hearing from you too. If you have any questions for the podcast, submit them at financialcoachacademy.com forward slash podcast. And if you love this episode, please subscribe on YouTube or on whatever podcast player you're using and leave us a rating on Apple podcasts. It would mean the world to me. See you next week when we're going to take it to the next level, six figures and beyond.